it all comes down to that little voice inside your head. Hey lovely people, welcome back to Life Unfiltered the podcast. I what number are we on now? Is this nine? I think it's nine, I could be wrong. Anyway, um been a little while since I spoke to you, just me and you, so going a bit back to basics here and yeah, my guest this week is, well my guests I guess, are me, myself and I, so yeah, back to the roots and I want to talk to you about a really important topic and actually something that lives in my head all the time, like cannot escape it. So I've been doing a lot of thinking recently over the past number of weeks about this and actually my boyfriend said to me about it as well and about um I guess how he might struggle with it as well and I do think it's quite a universal thing so basically what I'm on about is imposter syndrome I oh I don't know like do you ever just get where you just don't feel like you fit anywhere and that like everything you're doing you want so hard to believe that you know, there's a plan and you're where you are for a reason and that you have potential and that you're powerful and you are capable and that, you know, you are good at what you do. Like, you want to believe that. But then there's about 74 other things in your head that make you doubt that. And the dialogue just starts in in my brain and I guess perhaps for you guys as well. I don't know if, if, you, if you feel like you relate to this, then definitely let me know because... It's like what I always say, strength in numbers, you know? So I guess whenever I first realised this was an actual thing, okay, so I realised it was a thing, but I didn't really know what it was, was probably when I was going through high school and I remember just having meltdowns, particularly during my GCSE year, that I didn't know enough or that um, I wasn't good enough to even be at that school or I wasn't good enough to be in that position you know it it just very much was me thinking that I wasn't as good as everyone else around me and that I wasn't capable and I can vividly remember the night before my English lit exam and you had to like I think you had to memorize poems or there was something about memorizing or like maybe it was just remembering techniques within a poem or something I don't know I think you had a set number of poems and you were supposed to learn them and write about them I guess anyway the night before my English lit exam I was beside myself. I was obviously trying to remember these poems or the techniques or whatever it was you had to remember. And I just snapped. I totally snapped. And the whole root of it was from thinking I'm not good enough. I can't do this. This isn't this. This isn't that. Um, Very much so looking at other people in my class and thinking I'm not going to do as well as them. And if I'm not going to do as well as them and I'm not going to do well, then I'm not going to get to do come back and do A-levels and I'm not going to do well in A-levels and I'm not going to get to go to uni and I'm not going to be a teacher. And my head was constantly just catastrophizing things and basically being about three or four major steps ahead of myself um, instead of actually just being in the moment there and then focusing on, right, here's what I have to do with these poems or whatever it was. And I'm going to do this and this and this and that's going to be fine. Um... And I remember my mum like full on to the rescue that night with we paracetamol and sure have we five minute break and you'll be fine. My family honestly like what does paracetamol not solve? My wee gran used to take two paracetamol before she went to bed every night just for no reason. Which probably is medically not the best thing to do but anyway paracetamol cures anything. So I did that 
had my paracetamol and like obviously calmed down again and obviously sat the exam and like not to be like oh look at me but like I got an A in it so I was massively experiencing imposter syndrome in that moment because I just was thinking that I'm not good enough for this it's not me I can't do this and I guess for me as well like English it wasn't wasn't one of my top priority GCSEs but yet I was still in complete meltdown over this and like the fact that this was happening to me and I really genuinely believed that I was not good enough and I was really questioning why I was even in that position because in my head in that moment in time I wasn't smart enough for this I did not have the brain capabilities that people around me seemed to think that I had and see that external pressure and the, the minimal self-belief I had on the inside the combination was just toxic so I guess that's my first real um like the, the sort of the pinnacle moment the first memory I have of experiencing imposter syndrome now that I know what it is if I look further back to things like primary school I guess there was elements of it coming through there where I didn't feel as good as everyone else um but not specifically like that I I think that was more of a comparison thing in that I didn't feel as good as anyone else but I it, it didn't it didn't hit me to the same effect I suppose that um fifth year GCSE year was when it probably impacted me the most like the first time it impacted me the most and then when I moved on into A level year and then to uni experienced it in bucket loads particularly at uni because I was in a class of 50 other people who were all training to be teachers and like you wanted to be good at what you did like you wanted to be you just wanted to have your your interest or your calling or your vocation or whatever you wanted to describe it as you wanted to have that confirmed in in you being good at it and you wanted other people to validate that particularly like your uni tutors and like your your mentors and the teachers that you worked alongside like you wanted them to validate that um and so many times I had this real wave of what are you doing like who do you actually think you are like why would you do this or like why why would you ever think that you'd be good at this particularly if like you've experienced if you'd had a day where like you hadn't really taught the best lesson or like you'd receive some feedback from your teacher that probably was like I never had any bad experiences with people giving me feedback in the sense of that doesn't mean it was perfect all the time of course not but what I mean is like it was never it was never destructive like it was always very constructive even if it was like the worst lesson I've ever taught it was it was always quite constructive and like okay the next time try this or maybe do this more or this less and whatever there was never a time whenever it was like that was crap like what are you doing so it was always really like progressive but yet that would be like fuel in my brain to be like you shouldn't be here why are you here this is ridiculous um you're no good at this like clearly you're no good at this everyone else is thinking you're not good at this but you're just you're not hearing the truth from them and like people are thinking things about you that you don't you know that's a massive part of it as well like I am always thinking about what other people think of me and it's got less so in recent years but sometimes it does sort of raise itself up again and like recently I've actually started to notice it that I am starting to get into that mind into that space again of other people think this other people think that or other people are like why are you doing that why are you doing this who do you think you are like what like what makes you entitled to do this or you know and I think that's a major major problem particularly whenever you're trying to like chase your dreams and like fulfill something that's in you 
And I think the phrase chase your dreams has become really cliche and a bit sort of like, oh, cringe, like, don't say that. But, like, if you strip all that away and you just come back to the essence of what that, what that actually means, like, if you've got something in your mind and it's it's not leaving you, like, I had a conversation with my friend the other day um, about something that I really want to do or, like, become and she was like, Cars, we talked about this exact same thing two years ago. And like she's so right, we did. And I'm still sort of in the same place as I was two years ago with this. And that I haven't acted on it. Because I'm so worried about what other people will think. And so worried that like I don't belong in this space that I want to create. Or I don't I don't belong in I just don't belong in that world. And I know I'm being quite vague because like I don't wanna I guess in recent times I'm taking the approach of say less, do more. Um and that's because things in the past I've you know I've talked about it and then it's not really come off the way I wanted it to or like um I wanna do more sort of planning and like working behind the scenes and then share like finished products with people and like you know finished ideas instead of like just chit chatting my way through the process and never really never really amounting to anything. So that's why I'm being quite vague with it. But um yeah, I guess a lot of, of why I'm still in the same position with it is because I just don't feel like I deserve to be in the space that I'm in. And, you know, I've moved right through from those little elements in primary school and then my secondary school experience with feeling like I didn't belong there and that I wasn't good enough in, in my um, exam years. And then, then again, when I went to teacher training, it was very... It reared its ugly head quite a lot then because I just really didn't think I deserved to be there and you know there was no sort of open competition between my classmates but there was times whenever I felt that there was like an underlying silent competition of who can do this better and who can who can be the best and like who can be praised the most and like who can give the best answers in class and you know, who can win the award and who can, you know, just all these different things. And I felt the pressure and I'm not sure if anyone else did. I'm not sure if I made the pressure for myself or I'm not sure if it was there and I picked up on it. I don't know. I don't know the circumstances, but what I do know is that I strongly felt like I didn't belong there. And I, I obviously like I continued through with my uni journey and uni for me was quite a stressful experience particularly in the beginning um I guess sort of less so as time went on it was still stressful but yeah less so um because I didn't really want to be in Liverpool um I'm from Northern Ireland obviously you'd know that because my accent but um yeah I didn't want to I did want to be away from home and I think my uni I, I did know that I was experiencing imposter syndrome and that it wasn't um that I probably wasn't the only person to experience that but it's something that I kind of just swept under the carpet and carried on with um and just sort of pushed through and dealt with it as I went along and kind of just reminded myself like there are going to be people that they're going to be people that's better than you and there's going to be times when I do disappoint myself in a lesson or like I don't get the feedback that I want but like there will also be times when I'm praised highly and that I do a good job and that something clicks for a child and like they actually understand what you're trying to teach them and that's like the most rewarding thing in itself and I think that's how you know you're like accomplishing 
your job is whenever like you start to see the results like organically um it should really be less about what people think and people say but when you are experiencing imposter syndrome other people's words mean a lot and it, if, I mean I don't want them to and I guess other people might be different for you but I'd say most people don't want other people's words to be like the be all and end all for them and a lot of us would probably deny that 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 we want you know people would say oh no like I don't need anyone else's approval but like actually you do because you like when someone compliments you or you like it when someone like says you're doing a good job or they appreciate what you've done and stuff if, if like you are really if you're relationship with yourself is determined on other people's words like you probably are experiencing imposter syndrome because whenever I feel like I'm in a space where I don't belong and then someone says to me oh I really enjoyed this or like this was really good or blah blah or a parent says like thanks so much for this that you've done with my child and like they really get this now and da 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 that really like doesn't cure me but it definitely is like a treatment for like it's a temporary treatment it's not a long-term cure it's a temporary treatment basically if I bring it up to speed to to now I have this space okay I've got life unfiltered my Instagram page I've got life unfiltered the blog I've got life unfiltered the podcast now and like I okay so I was going to say more there but see even those three things I don't feel like I belong in this space and I I just well now I think that everything I say is going to be like for compliments or attention or something and like it's really not I'm just trying to be vulnerable and trying to be honest about it and there are times when I think yeah this is exactly what I've been made for and like this is my calling and that it's not that I'm supposed to be teaching I'm supposed to be doing something in mental health I'm supposed to be doing something to help other people in a bigger way more than just academic education and then there's other days where I just think like who do you actually think you are who just starts a mental health instagram and like chats to people who, like i just go on my stories and chat to people to, to everyone who follows me as if as if i am somebody or at least that's what i think afterwards and then i'm like well Cass, who who do you think you are why are you doing that like everyone's gonna think you're weird everyone's gonna think everyone's gonna think who does she think she is why is she doing that? Like, she just, some, you know, that's just some wee girl that I went to primary school with and now she's doing this, or that's just some random I see on Instagram and she thinks she has somebody and it's funny and it's, like, embarrassing for her and da-da-da-da. That's where my head goes, that other people think all of this. And then I think, Cars, that's really cringy. Why have you called it that? Why is it called Life Unfiltered? That's a bit weird. Would you not just have your own name? Ugh, I don't know. The name thing is, like, a big question mark over at the minute because I think... I should just be my own name but then I kind of I don't want to lose my like my roots or something you know like this page has seen me through two and a half years of my life and then I think oh course that's a bit sad why are you doing this why are you doing that you know you shouldn't be doing that there's people more qualified than you to, to help other people and like are you really helping anybody and it's all imposter syndrome and it all just piles in everyone's just all the voices in my head are just chipping in with their 50p worth and yeah this is where we're up to and after I said those three things you know about the blog the page and the podcast um I do have bigger dreams for this space and I have 
other ideas like in the pipeline but this is kind of the conversation I was having with my friend that like two years ago they were still in the pipeline then too you know um they're definitely in the pipeline in a bigger way now and that it, it feels more within reach but I just don't know if 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 I'm good enough for it or if there's space for me to do what I want to do or if there's a need for it or if it's going to be supported or if people are going to think I'm weird or if they're going to think I'm ridiculous or <sighs> the problem is it's a lot to do with other people a lot of it's to do with other people and when I think about it like for other people I don't give much thought to what other people are doing you know I imagine for myself that other people are sitting analysing my life and thinking why is she doing that, why is she doing this, that's a bit weird, that's a bit ridiculous, why is she doing that but I don't do that to anybody else so why do I think that other people do that to me, like why do I think that other people give me enough time to do that for me or to analyse my life, like it's really unlikely that that's happening but yet our brains really like to make up wee stories and my story in my brain a lot of the time is that I don't belong in this space or that there isn't space for me or that I'm trying to be some big person and like I'm actually I'm just not I just for me life unfiltered is a safe space and I just like want it to grow and I want to I do want to make a difference and I, I really really enjoy doing what I do on Instagram and I want to like invest into it in a bigger way but then again I'm held back by what I think other people will think if I do that and I hate this term of like an influence or whatever and like I don't want to be that I don't want to be I don't I don't know how to explain it like I'm not really looking for like thousands of followers and I don't want brand deals and I don't want to be Ugh, I don't even know I don't want to be like the next Molly May do you know what I mean I'm not like that's not gonna happen that's not realistic and that's not what my goal is um I think like what's really become apparent for me recently is like life is so short and you just I don't want to I don't want to have lived and pass on and like not have left my mark and there's people that I've lost in the past, let's say two or three years, that have left their mark in such a big way. Like my gran was just the most amazing woman and see the things that we learned about her after her death just made her even more amazing. Like the things that she was doing for people behind the scenes and just never like singing and dancing about it to get the praise. She would be like, she was such a godly wee woman and she'd be praying all the time for people and she was like writing notes all the time about about who she was praying for and you know just really lovely things that you just didn't know because she wouldn't have told you because she didn't want to, she wasn't looking for the praise like to her it wasn't normal to tell you what she'd done or the good thing that she did for someone else because that was just between her and that person she was just very very humble and yeah the things we learned about her after it's just amazing honestly it's just amazing even my wee granda and um yeah if if you know Ryan you'll know that Ryan lost um someone very close to him um last year and even even that person has left such a legacy such a legacy and you just even you know it based on 
the things that people say and the stories that they tell and the impact that that person has even after their death honestly just amazing absolutely life-changing to be honest like it's just crazy and the way that people talk about them now and obviously a year a year has passed and like two and a half years have passed since my grand passed and a year and a half since my granddad passed but yet the fact that people are still talking about them and still telling stories about them and still just speaking about them with such fondness like that is just the mark you want to leave and I think from losing these people losing these like really important people who have who just did amazing things like just such everyday things but it was just so special I think losing those people and experiencing their legacy in the early stages has just made me think like I want to do something that impacts I want to do something that is going to change things for people like that whenever that whenever I die it's not about like it's not about me being an amazing person but more so about like what's left after you're gone you know like what's left so yeah this is kind of what I'm working with one half of my brain really wants to make a difference and wants to make an impact and wants to wants to make a change and then the other half of my brain is thinking well the reason you're not going to leave an impact is because you don't make an impact now and because you don't deserve to have that space and you know it's all very negative self-doubt and I guess that self-doubt is what supports imposter syndrome because you know if if you were feeling positive about yourself you wouldn't be thinking that you don't deserve to be here in this space and that you don't do a good job at what you do and you don't mean anything to anybody you know if you're feeling positive you wouldn't think any of that so a lot of it is to do with self-negative talk I really struggle with like feeling supported I guess and that probably sounds really silly because like I know people listen to this podcast and I really really appreciate that when I really appreciate people who do um I just sometimes it's the imposter syndrome again because it really gets in my head of like people don't actually care Karis like what are you doing and like you don't want it to be a big thing but like see whenever um engagement on instagram is so low like it actually proper punches me in the gut and like oh for goodness sake like well this is a bit sad and like who are you actually talking to here like there's no one out there listening to you sort of thing um and then i think maybe i should just come off it completely maybe i should just not do life unfiltered anymore like why did i start a podcast like again who do you think you are who's actually gonna listen to you it's really irrelevant you know okay I could say a few things but like how long is this really going to go on for and the blog I definitely dipped in and out of that and like what was the point and did anyone actually read it and then it makes me think am I just taking up space online that like isn't actually needed it makes me a bit sad really (laughs) um yeah that's just where my brain goes it's quite hard to like push through it I guess because you can want bigger things and better things for yourself but it's more just a worry of how it's going to be received and then you just kind of talk yourself out of doing it at all so I was thinking to myself like I should really put in here as well like how you cope with imposter syndrome or how to like combat it and stuff um 
and to be honest like even trying to think of what to say for that I'm like what do you know like you're not the expert and I know I'm not this is the thing and but yet your brain's still shooting that at you um I think for me what it what I try and do is just ride the wave and it's probably quite cliche and probably quite frustrating that that's that's what I do but um it, it's sort of all interlinks you know like you can't force yourself to feel a certain way you know if you feel quite negative about yourself you can't like force yourself to feel positive about yourself you do just have to kind of ride it out and I guess that's all I really do or like I'll go to sleep and just hope and trust that tomorrow's a better day and you know 99.9% of the time it is there's only a very few number of days that I would wake up the next day and still feel the way I did the day before I think a good sleep does really help a lot um just to sort of reset your brain but I think what's important is that you realize that it's maybe not just you and that yeah I definitely definitely struggle with imposter syndrome and definitely struggle with feeling like just feeling like I'm not good enough and feeling kind of worthless sometimes I think my main well what I've been trying to do a lot I talk a lot about inner work and about like what you're you're always doing inner work and you probably don't realize it like there'll be something you're really working on maybe you're working on patience or like you're trying to be you're trying to have grace for that person that you that you work beside and they really annoy you or something or you know something anything whatever you're working through now like your inner work like there's always going to be something and I guess what I've been trying to do is really work through this idea of imposter syndrome and try not to find my worth in the things I do or the things that other people say about me um and like I've never had anyone message me anything really nasty like I have been really lucky that way like no one's ever messaged me anything really nasty and said well what do you think you're doing or blah 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 you know I've never experienced negative like trolling online which is which is such a blessing because I know that like not everyone can say that but for some reason it's still I still think people don't like you you're really annoying like what's the point why are you doing this you know and your brain just goes into overdrive and the thing is I'm never going to know the answer I'm never going to know what someone truthfully deep down thinks about me I'm never going to know if people think I'm annoying because the likelihood of people telling me I'm annoying was slim you know you don't really you don't really like people try to be honest but they're not going to be that honest that to the point that it hurts your feelings do you know what I mean probably don't I feel like I've done a lot of waffling in this episode but I don't know I'm just trying to explain myself but I'm not very good at it I don't think um yeah even at the minute like in work I think it's the nature of being a sub teacher to be honest is like thinking am I actually good enough to be doing this do they actually think I'm good enough to be filling in today or whatever it is and the sc- I've been in a school now for I don't even know how long since before half term and it's now December so a good wee while anyway and I'm there now until Christmas and even now even though I'm in like a longer term placement I still think do you think they think I'm good enough to be here and like the other thing is I feel like I'm just ranting to you but sure it's like a safe space um the other thing is I'm just really bad at keeping in touch with people sometimes and then I get in my head like oh you shouldn't message them because like you annoy them or like they just can't be bothered with you or like you've left too long and it's just all this sort of thing and it does all link to the imposter syndrome of 
of thinking that you're not good enough or that you're not you're just not this side or the other and I guess a lot of my inner work needs to become rebuilding myself up again I find that I kind of go in circles so let's say I worked on my self-esteem let's say 18 months ago I worked on my self-esteem and my thoughts towards myself then I moved on to something else as many work and something else as many work and so on and so on and so on that now it's been 18 months since I worked on self-esteem that my self-esteem has dropped again do you know what I mean it's like if you went to the gym once or sorry if you went to the gym for like a good stint of time and then stopped going your strength isn't going to be what it was when you left off it's the same with your inner work like you've got to keep maintaining it all the time so like if I maintain my self-esteem where we did a really lot of work on self-esteem 18 months ago it's not going to be the same as what it was 18 months ago like I'm going to have to have nourished that so if my circle of inner work has gone wide enough you know I'm back now to this this place of trying to work on my self-esteem again and trying to rebuild myself so that I don't think so much about what other people think I don't doubt myself so much um I think when you put yourself out there on the internet you are opening yourself up to critique because everyone's gonna have an opinion and it is easier online to like just unfollow people or whatever and like people are well within their rights to unfollow you like that's fine you know if they don't like what you're putting up or like I can unfollow people if I want or whatever but like I'd be lying if I said it didn't bother me because it does there's like it fuels the voice in my head of like why did they not like why did they unfollow like what did I do that annoyed them what did I say that annoyed them do they hate this page like why am I doing this page this is really stupid this is really like just spirals the whole thing just goes on and on and on and on and on so yeah this has been episode eight which has just been a little bit of a rant to be honest and just like sharing how I feel about imposter syndrome and basically just sharing that I very much very 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 much experience it um even when I post these I just really doubt that anyone's gonna listen um yeah and in some ways this podcast probably seems like an absolute (laughs) like just bait for support or for like attention or something and it's I, I, I can't express this enough like it's actually not um I just really want to use this space to be vulnerable and to be honest. Um, but yeah, lately I'm just struggling with feeling like I'm good enough to do anything or that I'm good enough for people. Um, but like I say all of this in the knowledge that it will come back around again, that I will, my opinion will change on that. You know, I will rebuild myself. I will want to socialise more again. Um, and like will start to believe in myself a bit more um it's just the reality of where I'm at now but listen if you find yourself in a similar position and that you really struggle with imposter syndrome and like the whole idea of well who do you actually think you are what are you doing that for you know please please message me like I would love to go for coffee I am close to Belfast if you live in that area let me know we can get a coffee and chat I love a good chat like that is literally my favorite thing get a coffee and have a good chat unreal like free therapy <laughs> um yeah let me know or just even send me a message and we can chat it through um the other thing I wanted to mention is that I'm doing a Christmas countdown giveaway on my Instagram page so 
another thing to feel imposter syndrome about, but sure, here we are. Um, I've done one already with Rita Grace Collection. So if you, or as a collective, either way, Rita Grace, just amazing. Like the my favourite, favourite jewellery brand. Um, it's a mother-daughter duo. Lovely, lovely people. So if you don't already follow them on Instagram, definitely follow them. It's Rita Grace UK on Instagram. Um, so yeah, I did one with them already and my lovely friend won it so that's nice and then I have another one out at the minute with my friend Carrie from Carrie Illustrates so she does such lovely little prints um so yeah go and check that out on my page and definitely enter if you'd like to win I have a few more coming as well before Christmas and yeah I've got one coming at the end that I'm really really excited about so yeah go over and check that out on my page um I'll hopefully be back next week potentially with a guest question mark question mark because it's not confirmed but I have an idea of who I'd like to get on um but yeah thanks so much for listening and I don't know I think this episode's definitely one of those where the most it's gonna do is comfort you if it's if it's you as well but anyway Thanks so much for joining me here um, and I will chat to you on the next episode of Life Unfiltered, the podcast. Bye.